0: Stay tuned as we talk about the 23rd Psalm, today, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Shalom, and welcome to Messianic Perspectives, a daily program where we look into the Scriptures from a distinctive first-century Jewish point of view. This is Liz Aiello. Today, we turn our attention to one of the most beloved passages in all of the Bible, the 23rd Psalm, with our Bible teacher, Dr. Gary Hedrick. I'll be back at the close of the program with news about a special offer. And now, here's Gary.
1: Thank you, and welcome, listening friend, to another edition of our program. It's good to have you with us today as we continue our study of the 23rd Psalm. On the last program, we had just finished verse 1, where David says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We said that means when the Lord is our shepherd, he protects us and provides for all of our needs. And now beginning in verse 2, he's going to list four categories where the Lord provides for our needs. Number one, he provides for our sensory needs. Number two, our sorrow needs. Number three, our social needs. And number four, our spiritual needs. Now let's take these one at a time. First, he provides for our sensory needs. That is, our everyday physical material needs. Look what David says, beginning in verse 2. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Verse 3. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, he's talking here about some very mundane things. A place for a little sheep to lie down. Water for him to drink. Physical restoration. You know, many people think that God is not concerned about our everyday needs. They think He is not concerned about things like where our next meal is coming from or the fact that a child is sick or the fact that you lost your job, or your car broke down, or any one of a thousand and one other things that happen to us along the road of life. Some people think God is so busy taking care of the big issues, like making sure the planets stay in their orbits around the sun, or concerning himself about the affairs of the nations and the fulfillment of Bible prophecy, he stays so busy with those big issues that he just does not have time to help me with my life. Why would the God of the universe be concerned about someone as insignificant as me? It's like what David said in Psalm 8. In fact, let's turn left here a few pages, since we're here in Psalms anyway, and uh, look at the 8th Psalm. Look what David says in verse 3. He says, "...when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man, that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him?" These are rhetorical questions. David is expressing his amazement that the God of the universe cares about him. And so when David comes to the 23rd Psalm, back over here a few pages, he uses the imagery of a shepherd and his little flock of sheep. He says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. That's a picture of contentment. Because the sheep does not lie down unless he is contented. In fact, in his book, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm, Philip Keller says four things will keep a sheep from lying down. Philip Keller was a shepherd, by the way, and he has some remarkable insights into the 23rd Psalm. He says these four things will keep a sheep from lying down and being content. Number one, fear. If the sheep senses that he is in danger, he will not lie down. And if he is lying down, he's been trained to get on his feet when he hears the shepherd raise his voice. So when the shepherd sees a predator, all he has to do is holler, and those sheep are on their feet just like that. And the Lord today wants his people to be alert to danger in the church. When there are voices trying to lull us into a state of complacency, we need to be listening for the voice of the shepherd, ready to jump to our feet when he calls. Number two, another thing Philip Keller says that keeps a sheep from lying down is... Rivalry, that is rivalry with other sheep. Like all animals, there is a hierarchy of position even in a flock of sheep. They will push and shove as they jockey for position in the flock. And Keller says the key is to condition those sheep so that they are more concerned about having the affection of the shepherd than they are about gaining position in the flock. So in the church, our main priority should be what? To please the shepherd, rather than gaining the approval or respect of our peers. We should be more concerned about pleasing God than we are with pleasing man. Number three, pests. If the sheep is bothered by bugs or insects, he cannot lie down and rest. The shepherd can put oil on the sheep's wool to repel the pests so the sheep can rest. Isn't that interesting? What does oil symbolize in the Bible? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit repels the pests in our lives. And then number four, according to Philip Keller, is hunger. If the sheep is hungry, he cannot lie down and rest. The shepherd kneels down and feeds the little lambs because he wants them to learn from the time they are little that they can trust him and that he will take care of them. And while he feeds the little lambs, he talks to them. He gives each little lamb a name, and when he kneels to feed it, he calls it by name because he wants that lamb to recognize his voice. The shepherd knows that the day may come when that sheep's very life may depend on his ability to recognize the shepherd's voice. That sheep may be about to step out onto some loose rock that will make him slip and send him over a precipice to his death. So the shepherd wants that little lamb to know his voice, so. So when he says, stop, that sheep will stop. So the shepherd wants that little lamb to know his voice. You see, that's how it is in the church. What did Jesus say in John ten twenty seven? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So the shepherd feeds his sheep. In fact, in both Hebrew and Greek, the word for shepherd means to feed. So there are four things that will keep a sheep from lying down in the pasture. Fear, rivalry, pests, and hunger. David says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green Pastures. That means the Lord takes care of all of those problems that keep us from being content, that keep us from lying down in green pastures, that keep us from having that sense of security that the shepherd wants us to have. Then he goes on. He says he leadeth me beside the still waters. Notice he does not say that the shepherd leads him to the still waters, but the shepherd leads him beside the still waters. In other words, the shepherd leads. Leads his sheep alongside the stream so that the water is never very far away. And it's not just water, but it's quiet waters, a peaceful stream. Animals don't like to drink out of a turbulent, swift-running river. They will find an inlet where there's a nice, quiet pool of water, and that is where they will refresh themselves. So what does David say? He says, The Lord maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. What else? Verse 3. He restoreth my soul. Literally, he restoreth my life. It's the Hebrew word nephesh, which means your physical life. In the book of Genesis, Genesis, when God breathed the breath of life into man, it says man became a living soul. In Hebrew, la nefesh chaya. In other words, he became a living, breathing being. And so David says, he restoreth my life. Again, this shows God's care and concern for our physical well-being. Just like the shepherd is concerned about providing the necessities of life for his flock, the Lord is committed to providing for the daily needs of his children. Now, let's leave a bookmark here in Psalm 23 and turn over to the New Testament, and I want us to look at something the great shepherd said here in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25. He says, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then he uses two illustrations, one from the animal kingdom and another from the plant kingdom. From the plant kingdom, he chose a flower or a lily. And from the animal kingdom, he chose a little bird. Look at verse 26. He says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feedeth them. Are you not of more value than they You see, he says God is even concerned about what the birds eat. And by the way, birds are ravenous eaters. They eat all the time. Some birds can eat 8 or 10 times their body weight in one day. A friend who has some birds for pets told us once that the combined body weight of his birds was only something like 6 ounces, and yet he buys bird seed in big 10-pound bags because they eat all the time. They say it has to do with the bird's physiology. Flying requires a lot of energy, so birds have a high metabolic rate. While you and I have a normal body temperature of 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit, a bird's body temperature Temperature can range anywhere from 105 degrees to 113 degrees. And where your heart and mine beats an average of 72 times a minute, a bird's heart may beat as many as 615 times a minute, which is why they eat all the time. So of all the creatures in the animal kingdom, there are not many who require more food in proportion to their body weight than birds. No wonder Jesus chose a bird to make his point here in the Sermon on the Mount. If God can feed a bird who is a creature and who does almost nothing but eat all the time during his waking hours, then surely God can take care of those who are not just creatures, but are his children. Well, we've got a lot more to say, but that's all of our time for today. Until next time, this is your friend, Gary Hedrick, saying, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you, Gary. And thank you, listening friend, for tuning in today. It's always good to have you with us, whether you're listening from home, at work, or in your car. This is Messianic Perspectives, and you've been listening to Dr. Gary Hedrick talking about the 23rd Psalm. If you enjoyed today's program, you'll be glad to know that the entire series is available on Compact Disc. When you write or call, just ask for Gary's series on the 23rd Psalm. It's available for your gift of just $6 or more to help us keep this program on your station. No book in the world is more beloved than the Bible, and no chapter in the Bible is more beloved than the 23rd Psalm. As Gary says, for thousands of years, the 23rd Psalm has been a refreshing stream from which tired and weary pilgrims have quenched their thirst. Maybe you know someone who could use a little encouragement right now. Why not order this series for your discouraged friend or loved one? This could be exactly what he or she needs to hear. When you write, just ask for the series on the 23rd Psalm. We have yet another resource we're making available. It's Philip Keller's best-selling book entitled, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Mr. Keller was a shepherd for many years in South Africa and Australia, and he draws on his personal experience to bring new light to the 23rd Psalm. It will help you understand the 23rd Psalm like you've never understood it before. We're offering this classic book for just $7, including postage and handling. That's the compact disc for $6 and the book for $7. Just visit our secure online store at messianicspecialties.com to place your order. If you would prefer to order by mail, just address your request to Messianic Perspectives, P.O. Box 345, San Antonio, Texas, 78292. To order by phone, use our toll-free order line from the U.S. The number is 1-800-926-5397. And as always, when you're in touch with us, please mention the call letters of this station. If you're listening to our webcast or podcast, we need to know that too. I'm Liz Aiello. Join us next time, won't you, as Dr. Gary Hedrick continues our series of studies on the 23rd Psalm, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Oceanic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries of San Antonio, Texas, and is made possible on this station by the free will contributions of our listeners in this area.